Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the After Show with Mackenzie Stewart and Amy Shannon. We have over 15 years of literary experience between us. Our mission is to educate and assist authors of all writing levels. Hi, Amy. How are you doing today? Happy New Year. Good. Happy New Year to you, too. I hope you had a great holiday. Yeah, I did. I did. So ready to get get back started um, for a new season, a new show. And um, today we have with us, Becky Parker, guest. Is it guest or geist? Hi, it's Becky Parker, geist. Geist. Thank you so much. Becky, thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. It's great to be here. Oh, awesome. Well, uh, one of the things that we always like to do is to um, have our our guests tell the audience a little bit about themselves um, and, you know, weave in, you know, how they got started in their uh, journey of writing. Sure. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, well, well, I'm currently, I'm CEO of Pro Audio Voices, uh, doing audiobook production and marketing and also president of Bay Area Independent Publishers Association. Um, when I think about when or how I got started writing, it actually uh, goes back to when I was first learned how to write. Um, I declared myself an author from a, a very young age, like about five, I think. Um, and so uh, so it's been a part of me for a very long time, just the love of storytelling. Um, the I can relate. Story- yeah, can you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, the novel that I most recently uh, released uh, just this last year, uh, The Left Turn, Two Lives Worlds Apart, was uh, really just uh, kind of, you know how that uh, sort of, it just, a story just arrives for you. Um, I had mm-hmm. that kind of experience where it uh, showed up while I was on a bike ride and insisted that I write it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we mm-hmm. both get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like uh, definitely had a had, had a, a story of its own that wanted to emerge, and um, it sort of popcorned into my life uh, until I got serious about just okay, now I'll I'll write the rest of it. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So let's jump right into um, you know discussing uh, your your work, the work that you want to promote today. So let's just kind of jump into it. Um, and I definitely want to hear you expand more about um, your getting getting the ideas of writing. So you were on that bike ride, and yeah. you know I was running, right? So your bike, I was running. I don't know. My yeah. mind was clear, you know. And you and I I do, and and Amy can definitely share her 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 story about how, you know, things just come, you know, when we're doing the, the oddest things. And um, yeah. I, I get it. I get where you're coming from, right? So I'm, I'm running, and I was stuck actually writing. I didn't know what the ending of my book was. And so I am a, I'm a prancer all day long. Um, I very – the whole outline thing doesn't really work for me. Um, mm-hmm. and so, and so I was running and then I was able to, I said, I got it. And I, I, yeah. I got off the treadmill and I had to jot down my thoughts because that was the ending of my book. So, um, yeah. our, our, so is, is bike riding your, your, your mechanism for being creative or, um, just so happy you were bike riding? 
Yeah, you know, I think it it is in many ways. Uh, I I do love biking, and uh, for me, what happened was I was actually on a bike ride with my uh, who was my, the guy, my currently ex husband, but the guy who was my husband at the time, and I, he was riding way ahead, and I had that thought. You know, we have all these what if thoughts, right? And the what if thought that popped into my head was, what if I just turned left? And I think. You know, it was sort of like, would he notice? Would, you know, would, <laughs> right, um, right. How would my life change? But this whole scene just started to formulate in my mind. And what was really interesting for me was that not only did that first scene, that first moment of a decision to turn left happen, um, but also how the story ended came pretty much at the same time. And, at first, I I didn't really I didn't have that feeling of oh I need to write this down immediately, but mm-hmm. it stayed in my head. It was like it just kept kind of growing. So I thought, okay, I'll write it down, and um, and I did. And then, like you know, a few days later, I was doing something else, completely mm-hmm. irrelevant to the story, <laughs> and another scene popped into my head. I was like, oh, okay, that seems related. I'll write that one down. And this just kept happening. Uh, I was on an airplane and like, and so I had many of the scenes, uh, most of the book really, at least with some main scene that was written. And it was, it was so much later in the process where I looked at it and I go, okay, what, what are the pieces, how do these all fit together? What is the structure? What is, you know, and so I then created an outline of sorts to figure out what it was and then write the the pieces that were missing, right? So yeah. it was a funny process for me. <laughs> That's and, great. And, I, I I love those processes. <laughs> they just yeah. they're like putting together your your mind puzzle, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it's like it just it was just what really wanted to grow in its own special way. I think. You know, one of the things that, um, so we do have, we have listeners who, uh, they are aspiring uh, writers. We have definitely, um, you know, published authors that's on, that listen to the podcast. And and I'm really glad. And so I just want to let everybody know out there, I didn't, um, Becky and I did not have a conversation beforehand where she told me she was going to say this about the bike ride, but I, I do want to, I do want people to understand that some people have a hard time getting started and they think that it has to be a formal process and it really doesn't. It has to be your process. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really true. Yeah. Every, everybody's is is different. A lot of times I'll come up with an idea in a dream. So I always keep a notebook by my bed. I mean, even now when I don't write much, um, I have to write little by little, but I still get those or um, I could be watching a show or something and I'm, I'm not allowed to speak during the shows or a movie because I pretty much guess what's going to happen. <laughs> My children <laughs> shut up, Mom. <laughs> so they're like, how do you do that? I'm like, I'm a writer. I know how people think. But yeah. I do have those what-if moments, okay? Like, oh, what if that character, you know, what if he didn't do this and he did that? And then that comes like it's like my own story, you know. Uh, it could be, you know. One time I had an idea. I was watching Law and Order, and I uh, thought, what if that fireman fell in love with that police officer? And it kind of like spun out of control into a story. But it was just, you know, it's just one of those things that sometimes you just can't explain it. You know, we can't tell people yeah. this is. We can teach people how to write, but we can't. You know, when it's inside their head and putting it on paper, um, when you have that natural talent, I, I can't say this is, you know, I just sit down and stare at a blank page and there I go. I do have processes and 
Mackenzie has her processes um, on how they work. Everybody's is different. Some people are outliners, and we are not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the things I also found that was really surprising, because many people will, you know, ask me well, what what's my book about, you know, and now I can talk about what it's about, uh, you know, like it's about self-discovery. It's about, like, changing our story to change our lives. But I didn't mm-hmm. realize what the story was about until after I had written it. Right. So, yeah. you know, and that that was another thing that I, uh, you know, I was actually talking with somebody. It was already in the beta reader process, and I was talking with someone in, like, in the parking lot of all places. And so, oh, what's your book about? And so I started trying to describe to him what it was, and it was it was then that I started to formulate – clarity around what the message of this book was, you know, that it wasn't intentional in like, oh, I'm going to write a book about self-discovery. It was like this story came through me and it's like, okay, now as I'm looking at it and and thinking about it, what am I learning about it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and when you, um, if you, you can kind of tell, I've read thousands of books, but um, what, when I'm reading someone's someone's work, I can tell if they were like, okay, this is the purpose of this book and this is what I'm going to write about, and then they write about it. Or mm-hmm. if it's like, you know, they go through their own imagination and their creative process and how it gets put into it because they're be- – comes a way that writers write in their own style but you can tell if it's more about the words than the story or the other way around or about mm. the characters you know and i can tell that i can i can pull people's passions from the books that i read and review yeah nice by the way, I did read your book, and my review will be posted this week. Oh, great. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So let's, let's, so let's roll up our sleeves and let's hear a little bit more um, ab- about what the book is about. I know we kind of had some snippets there. So a uh, couple listeners out there, uh, the title of the book, um, also where they're t- they can um, – Purchase a copy of it, and you know we'll kind of wrap back up um, towards the end with with information as well. But um, tell us um, tell us about the book. Tell the all the sure. audience. Yeah. Hook, hook yeah. So uh, the, the book is the left turn: two lives, worlds apart, and it is uh, it's a parallel universe story where uh, this couple is biking in San Francisco and the woman takes a left turn right out of her life into another parallel plane of her life. Um, and part of the the process for her is that she loses access to her immediate past story. And the uh so get, when we get that chance to sort of set down the baggage that we carry around every day day to day you know what happened mm-hmm. yesterday and the day before and she's she's in this story forced into figuring out not just who she is but who she can become and through you know the help of the people that she meets in this uh this new life she has stepped into um you know, she and uh, in a parallel way, her partner are both kind of rediscovering themselves and, and and moving from a place of a lot of anxiety and a lot of grief into a place of much more peace. And that's that understanding that we have a lot more creative control over our lives than we are typically led to believe. So. You know, one of the things Next. that... And one of the things that um, we are doing in in 2023, right at the start of the year, we are, um, as you as you mentioned, uh, you know, for your story is rediscovering ourselves, and that's the way that we look at, um, you know, starting a new year, rediscovering ourselves to be the best 
that we can be. And I think that um, really to kick off uh, the new year, that's really a great story for everyone to pick up and read and and see um, the the twists and turns and how we all can be the, the best that we can be. Yeah, and, I love that you're doing true. that. That's great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we think about that. Um, but what I liked about the story uh, is that, and I found really, it, it was really interesting and uh, unique, um, you know, your train of thought and how that led to the story, um, where we enter 2023, and, you know, okay, you know, we have a fresh new year, Unlike in, in your story, we can look back, say, oh, 2022, oh, you know, this is what yeah. I don't want to happen again. You know, think we yeah. can look back at that baggage. And, I, you know, you know, with your story, it's like, okay, that part's not there. Say, so, yeah, we, we, we jumped into a parallel life that it's totally different from what we had before, but we don't remember what we've had before. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's like having amnesia and then um, never getting those memories back. So you have to start building new memories. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I really like your book. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and it's available in uh, all the formats, uh, print, large print, uh, ebook, and audiobook. And in fact, I launched first with audio because that is the world that I am most familiar with, most comfortable in. Um, and so that was fun, being able to launch it as an uh, audiobook first. So speaking of that, I, so speaking of someone who's not comfortable with audiobooks, um, and when I say not comfortable, I haven't done it, right? So tell me the benefits of exploring audiobooks as an author. Yeah, there are many. Um, And I think one of the biggest and the one that's pointed to the most frequently is the fact that the audiobook industry is growing so fast. Um, Mm -hmm. For now, one straight decade, we've been in double-digit growth every year. And that's... um, that's exciting. And it's, you know, if you have a book, many people these days have shifted to where they only do audiobooks. And so yeah. when you, you know, if your book is not in audio, then you're risking, you're, you're missing out on that whole audience segment that would otherwise, you know, want your content. Right. Um, but there are a lot of other advantages as well that, um, for example, when you have an actor who brings that next level of performance to your book, um, that is, the, it's like they're bringing in a whole additional palette and kind of raising it yet another level, you know, in the creative process. And for some people, they, that may not feel comfortable, you know, in that it's like, oh, it's my creation. But really, you know, the, opening it up to that potential, it's just some amazing, wonderful um, you know, storytelling can happen. And, and I think that we are, you know, we have, we have started, we are a storytelling uh, culture. But, but more than that, I, I, I kind of think of us, we humans, as story. You know, if we think about, well, what did I do today? We're telling a story. If we think about, well, who right. am I? We're kind of creating a story. And and so yeah. this very much pertains to my book as well. It's like change that story. The, our lives change, right? That's when we're true. telling stories aloud as a an oral storytelling tradition that we've come mm-hmm. from, um, you know, it's we're – we're actually we're having this uh, tremendous impact in the way that we not only tell the stories but also receive the stories, and and so I think that it it, it kind of goes in deeper is, is my own feeling. Um, well, I, I have noticed it. Yeah, I have noticed an, an increase in um, 
authors, you know, not just sending me their books in print, but want me to review the audio book, which there's, you know, those are two different reviews because of, you know, the narration and all the other things. But um, I find myself, you know, oh, it's an audio book and, you know, I could just sit back and listen and rest yeah. my eyes. So, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I do see, I do see a, a growth of, of authors, you know, doing both, you know, they put it in print and then, um, very, uh, but I have seen authors that actually did it the way you said you did it, where you did, you launched the audio book first and then the, the print came after so I found yeah. that that was also interesting too. But I've had authors do the same thing, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to do audiobook first, and then the print later on, maybe." So yeah, I do see a growth in that. So you're yeah. really in a good business. <laughs> uh, I love it. I just love. I love the the whole the whole storytelling experience. You know. Yeah, we also love I love doing um bringing my theater background into it as well into the audiobook production. We do quite a few full cast productions, you know, that are lots of voices and uh or or multiple voices doing different segments of a book at times, but it's oh, wow. just wow. so much fun. Yeah. I got to look at your website. <laughs> kids books are fun too, you know, uh when we don't have the illustrations uh, instead, you know, we're enhancing that same experience, but with sound effects and music, and you know, making a a soundscape come alive. Uh, that's that's great because I honestly think that more adults should read kids' books. I think yeah. the world would be a lot better place if they if they were reminded what it's like to, you know, be a child and be taught um, yeah. the stuff that we want to teach our children. So um, I. I think that's great. I have to look more into your company. That definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, the other thing that can be so helpful with with children's books is many parents don't actually feel confident and comfortable reading aloud to their kids, and mm. so it can be really beneficial to have a way for them to uh, to listen to stories, and it helps with their reading fluency. And and also, um, you know, just the enjoyment of stories. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. You know, Becky, I didn't think about that. Um, parents, some parents may not feel comfortable reading out loud. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, that never that never occurred to me. Um, but yeah, you you've definitely given um, definitely really great. Um, benefits of audiobooks and I'm I'm gonna I'm going to jump into that um and and explore uh that as well. So um, so stay tuned. Great. <laughs> yeah. Did you have an um excerpt uh, of your book that you wanted to read for us? Oh I do. Yeah. Um I have a segment from chapter three that I thought would be fun to read. Okay. Great. Uh, Here it is. And in the book, just so you know, the the perspective, it's it's told from two points of view. So we have Hannah's chapters and we have James's chapters um, for most of the book. They're alternating. So this is a chapter where we're focused on Hannah. She was still trying to figure out what had happened 26 days ago. She'd been on her bike, nothing odd about that. A fear niggled, chewing on her like a termite in the structural beam of her existence, that the absence of short-term memory signaled something serious, like early-onset dementia or some trauma so horrific she'd blocked it out, the brain's built-in protective system kicking in. Attempted rape? Mugging? She didn't have any bruises to suggest a physical struggle. She was sure of her name, at least, thank God. Apparently, she had published a cookbook specializing in baked desserts. She thought through how she'd retrieved that piece. Friday, October 11th, 2012. I was riding my bike. Must have gotten lost. I was shaken, like I was running away from some horrific event, desperate. Walking Ruby up 23rd Avenue, heading south, as far as I could tell, in the fog. I was parched, 
took a gulp from my water bottle. As I tilted my head back, I noticed a crooked sign in an upstairs window, room for rent, almost hidden behind an ornamental plum tree still leaf-clad, defying the season. It hit me then that I would need a place to sleep. My jacket was lightweight, offering little protection against the cold. There wasn't much in my backpack aside from a small blank notepad and pencil, some protein bar wrappers, and a now-empty bag of homemade trail mix. Not even my cell phone, which seemed particularly weird. I stared at the sign, a feeling of trepidation descending. Rent. I'd have to fill out an application. That would mean questions. I had more of those myself than I could deal with and virtually no answers to go with them. Moving in immediately with nothing but my bike and day pack? Even if I could find a cheap hotel with no ID or credit cards and just $62 in cash, what were the odds they'd even let me stay? How was I going to convince anyone to trust that I'd pay? Even I didn't know how that would happen. I could go to the police... A feeling of guilt rejected that suggestion. What if I'd blocked out an act I'd perpetrated? I needed time to sort it out, figure out what happened to me. I just needed a short-term solution. I looked again at the sign. What might the landlord think? A convict on the run? An abused wife, husband close behind? A homeless bum? Fiction crashed into fiction, piling up at my feet, imagined reasons for this non-fictional situation littering the path in front of me. And I'll stop there. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. We would definitely like for you to, um, so we we definitely have... um, all of you know our guest appearances on our website, and we once we close out our show, we'll definitely share that uh, with the audience. But if you don't mind, just tell the audience um, again if you'll just repeat the title of your your work, where they can find it, where they can find you um, online, um, also your your website. Yes, great. Thank you very much. Yeah. So the title is again the left turn. Two Lives, Worlds Apart. Becky Parker Geist is my full name. And um, it's currently available in all the different formats. So wherever you choose to buy books, audiobooks, uh, ebooks, it should be there. Um, my website as an author is BeckyParkerGeist.com. And Geist is spelled G E I S T. And um, my business website for audiobooks, if you ever have questions about audiobooks, uh, we're at proaudiovoices.com. And one of the things that I just wanted to let folks know is that as an author, I do a monthly kind of gathering, very informal, on Zoom. And we're, the whole point is to talk about and share with each other experiences that we have that are, you know, that maybe I could say metaphysical or, um, you know, psi-related, uh, those, those experiences that most people don't necessarily feel comfortable talking about in general, but it can also be dreams, which we do tend to feel comfortable talking about. Um, uh, you know, that kind of thing from noticing number patterns in our lives and going, what, what's that about? To uh, knowing who's going to call or who's on the phone when the phone rings, that kind of thing. So those, those are, uh, it's an open invitation to folks who would like to join in the conversation. Thank, well, thank you, you so very much. much. Yes, thank you so much for sharing. And um, if you don't mind, um, Amy and I will definitely tap back um, with you to um, really talk more about your audio uh, audio books because I do think that um, a lot of authors they haven't gone there yet. But as yeah. you mentioned, there's a big opportunity, and I think showing and demonstrating purpose and also benefit would definitely help people 
move them along to, um, to that particular different, uh, you know, technology. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, we're also um, just on the cusp of launching um, what you might describe as like the Etsy of audiobooks. It's a direct sale platform for authors to sell their audiobooks so that they can earn much higher royalties and uh, have the kind of control that I think they really deserve <laughs> as authors and, and rights holders. Uh, so that – and. That's called Amplify. Amplify audiobooks will be in the App Store hopefully really, really soon, like next week. Um, oh, that would be great. Oh. Yes, yeah. reach back and let us know once it launches, and we can definitely help um, help help promote and educate, as I mentioned, uh, others to, to definitely jump on that uh, new technology. Yeah, we will definitely be contacting you again. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Wow, this has been really, really fun <laughs> talking with you. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we definitely do look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. Sure. Thanks. Um, Amy, um, you know, one of the things that um, – and I, I'm really glad Becky did um, have that conversation about the audiobooks because I, I was really thinking um, – about that too, as far as my portfolio and what I'm doing, I am working on another book. Um, and I definitely do think, you know, using that particular platform will definitely um, really explore and expand in a, a whole nother um, in, in different, uh, in a different way um, as well. So um, we're, we're, we're starting the new year off right with new ideas and new possibilities. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I've been thinking about, um, you know, kind of going back and forth in my head thinking, oh, should I, um, like my release of my um, book, Fractured Tears, it's an expanded version, um, mm-hmm. and I just, I keep going back and forth like, oh, should should this be one I'm selecting to do audiobook? I mean, I have one book that I did years ago, and it's on audiobook, Um and I did it through ACX, and the narrator was great. Then I had a, I went through try to do another book, and um, it just that just turned out to be a disaster. So I just kind of like set it aside. But I have, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I've noticed that you know there is an increase of authors. Um, some have just okay, I'm just giving you my audio book, and. Um, or they have, they're giving me both, you know, the print and the audiobook, so much that I actually added an audio bookshelf on, um, you know, on my website. So they don't have to, you know, the audiobooks will go to one site, the print version will go to another bookshelf, um, you know, because sometimes it's just a lot easier to sit back and listen. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That. That sitting sitting back listening to a book on a nice a nice um, a nice summer day with your feet kicked up and oh yeah outside yeah. like the sun hit you that yeah that that's definitely um, perfect you know one of the things that I'm finding that and I don't know if you see this um, I'm on you know I'm on Twitter a lot right yeah and, I know <laughs> <laughs> look look Amy I'm on the Twitter right. <laughs> So I'm on Twitter, and um, you know, one of the things that I really think that needs to happen, and I don't know how to to do it, um, mm-hmm. but I'm putting it out here in the in the universe. I just think self publishing, um, you know, whole hybrid. If, if you're not if you're not um, in the traditional world. Whatever umbrella that you fall under, I think it needs to change. And and the reason is, I think that we are allowing. I'm getting ready to get on my soapbox, Amy. I think okay. we are allowing. <laughs> we are allowing what what used to be the the norm to continue. Mm-hmm. And so one of okay, so one of the the things I want to you know shine a light on is. The whole vanity press, that terminology. Ugh. I yeah. think that 
if we want to change our industry, we need to take that word out. Like Vanity Press should not, because back in the day, that was a, that was a negative word, right? Yeah. But then you have some people still bringing that because I, I think back in the day when it was like Vanity Press, it was it was really people that was really trying to scam people, right? Um, yeah. That, that that was that was my understanding, and you can definitely correct me if if I'm wrong because you've been writing yeah. a whole lot more than me. So then so then that terminology is carried over. And then when people like you and I are are self-publishing, we're locked into that terminology. Yeah. And I don't I don't think that's fair. And I think that that's no. one part of our industry that needs to change. The other part of the industry um, that needs to change is. I don't feel as though, and I could definitely be wrong, I, I don't feel as though we, we, as a collective we, we, mm-hmm. we aren't supporting each other. Like, I, I go to the, the writing, um, you know, the, the, the writing, the, the writing um, groups. I don't feel as though, I, everybody, I, I understand that everybody writes alone unless you're writing with somebody, but it's like, it's me and it's, that's it. It's not a collective, you know, I'm rooting for you type of situation. And then I'm also yeah. people who are, um, you know, so somebody, somebody mentioned, well, where can I, where can I, um, where, where can I advertise, you know, a book that I've written um, that I'm going to have millions of people to listen to, um, uh, millions of people that's going to participate, basically like a podcast or something, that people are going to listen to to buy my book. And it's, and it's like, okay, that would be great if that was the case. <laughs> But then I was like, so everybody okay. listening, tell your friends to pick up the phone so we can get a million listeners, and then we can have that author on our on our podcast. Absolutely. So, but, so then one of the things that I responded back was, you know, it's like, well, you know, you know, so you 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 definitely have to find your audience, right? So that's going to be the yeah. first thing. So there's going to be a lot of work. Um, there, so you got to find your audience. You got to, you have to be able to do that, um, and then you know, advertise to to your audience. And I don't, I didn't feel like the conversation that I was having. There was a desire to do that. The the other thing that I need that I I personally, and I'm just, this is just one person saying this, and I know mm-hmm. that, I know that people may not agree. <laughs> I think That's that okay. we need to change this review situation. I think we need to change this whole review situation, book reviews. I think it needs to be changed because the first time that, you know, you say, hey, you know, um, you know, come on the show, you know, Amy will, you know, you know, read the book and, and a review. Well, how much does it cost? You know, you all are trying to, so, so my, my other piece about that is I think now people will play, pay for the Kirkus, right? They'll pay for that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's pretty expensive, so they'll they'll pay for that. But I think that if because what we do know from you know Amazon and some of these other sites, people read reviews. There's not a yep. product that that I purchased recently that I didn't go and look at the review, right? So I've looked at the review. I think that there should be a um, book reviewer, um, you know, you know, I'm in education, so I'm getting ready to say school, right, um, on how to effectively, you know, review a book. And then also, I think that it, we, we need paid pe- we need people to, to review books. And yeah. I say that if we need somebody, if somebody's going to sit there and read books, and I'm not talking about, and, and so let me just put it out here in the atmosphere. I'm not talking about people are paying to get a five star. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying no, that's we need, a... yeah, 
we need book reviewers. And if we need need them, because, you know, I try to scour and look and see who's, like, reviewing books. There's not a whole lot of people who's reviewing books, right? No. I think that our industry needs full-time book reviewers, and they should get paid for it. And again, I'm not saying we're paying for a five-star review. This is their this no. is their job. They are professionals. They are they're reading books, giving professional reviews, and I'm talking about doing all the stuff that you do. You yeah. post on Amazon, you post on you post wherever they want the book the, the book review to be, right? Pretty much. I, I think that our industry really needs to change because the whole oh no, I don't pay for book reviews. Well, but but you need them, but then yet the people who 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 don't and I'm not saying I'm not saying that anybody's paying for book reviews, but people who don't have book reviews, they're like you know my book isn't selling. I mean it's a catch twenty two, but I don't think I think our industry needs to change. And twenty twenty three, Amy, is the year. <laughs> that that is, I I I totally agree that we need more book reviewers. Because I've I've had other authors ask me, do you know of any other reviewers who might review my work? And I have a couple names, but not a lot. Um, I also I I work um, closely with um, this uh, public uh, book book tour promotion company. I um, participate in their blog tours a lot. Um, we've kind of just, you know, we've meshed and stuff like that. And um, I offered them and, you know, they're they're going to do my book blog tour in February um, for my, my last book that I updated. But I asked them if they wanted to put an advertisement you know, about their company in mm-hmm. my magazine since they're doing um, my tour. And um, she's like, yes, but we don't want it to be about the company itself. We Can we do an advertisement where we're asking for reviewers to participate? So See, I'm like, yeah. And exactly. And I have had the conversations. Do you know of other re- reviewers who might review my book? Well, when I was doing blog tours, I would get, I had a list of reviewers and they never participated even though they said they would. Um, But I've also, and it's very interesting that I've already, my tour hasn't started yet, um, but they have, there are people who, and they're authors that read my book and started posting reviews. So they they've been um, you know sharing them and tweeting them and stuff like that and um, but it's so important. I mean, when somebody one of them emailed me and said, "Oh, I just read your book and I'm going to post my review during the tour. Um, I loved it. Just letting you know." And that was like, wow. And I read this woman's books all the time, um, mm-hmm. but I know that. It's like once I've read your book, unless you've made dramatic changes, you republished it, you put it in a, like a format, like a audiobook format, because that's different than print. Um, mm-hmm. There's not much I can do. I mean, I um, I am offering to authors, you know, for a simple ten bucks if they have a re- the review on the my old uh, blog. Um, I'll copy it over to my new one so it'll kind of like, you know, be presented to people again, you know, because you can always, you know, present it. I just can't, I can't add more than one review to Amazon (laughs) when I've already done it. Um, I've even had authors ask me, and this is more times than I, um, you know, um, I can count. Um, after I read their their book, gave them their review, then I get an email. Do you know who um, my target audience is for my book? Or do you know uh, Amazon says it's 
under this particular category, you know, the BISAC categories that you select, you know. Um, but I don't know if that's correct. Um, so they want me to tell them who should be who they should be targeting as readers for their book. Mm-hmm. And I do think that you're right. People need to know how to write a review. Um, and it's not that difficult, and it depends for what you look for in a book. Um, but so, also, Amy, yeah, go ahead. So let me let me ask you this. Okay, so imagine this. Okay, so you put out an advertisement looking for book reviewers. Mm-hmm. Um, you will spend about thirteen point five hours a week reading. No pay, no benefits. So who's going to sign up for that job except for you because you love to read, right? <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but, but you know I know. Like it's like it's not it's not the only benefit it is for the 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 reviewer is I love books, I love to read, I get free books, I can read all the books I want. And I'm helping somebody, right? I feel good. It makes that's me feel what, good. That's, that's what I, that's my mindset. How can I help these authors? Right. I mean, when I give them their reviews, um, I give them other information, tell them if they, you know, and if they have a question, they can ask me. And I'll give them an answer if I, if I have it, or I'll try to connect them with someone. And it's um, no, it it doesn't pay. But I I have little you know like oh a little extra. You can get a video review. Excuse me. You can get a video review. You can um, and new this 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 year. Um, we I started it in uh, January first. That each month I'm having Amy's pick of the month, and I'm selecting five reviews from the previous month and um, featuring those books. Um, you know, it's gonna, it's like an email. It'll go out, and right now I have over 2,000 followers so far. I'm hoping that, you know, that will continue to grow. Um, that will receive those emails. Um, and I've also given the authors the option that if they want one of their books that I've reviewed to be part of one of those, then for five dollars, I'll add their, I'll put their book on it. You know, one one of the things also was when I um, I posted something about you know some of the things that we were we were doing, and they were like, well, what? So here's the here's the question. So after the book review, you know. What else? You know, the book was read. You know, you got the review. So what else? And I and I said, oh my goodness, let me tell you what you can do with a book review after you've received a book review. I listed at least five things, and then oh, yeah. the, the person was like, oh, I didn't really realize that. Oh well, yeah, those are really great ideas. It's like you can really make that review work for you. But you have to, you know, really, you know, take some time to do it. But, but again, um, you know, there's, there are definitely very talented people out there. There are those who are, who are, um, you know, who, who are publicists, who are marketing gurus. So there's people out there that can help, you know, with that. But it was just those, those it was just those, some very um, small five things that I mentioned uh, that a book review can, 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 can do, but, you know, even because you mentioned, you know, people were looking, even I've seen some people who said they were book reviewers. And when I contacted them, I still to this day, I have not received a message. Yeah, yeah, I I did that a few years ago, when I was searching for for some. Um, But really, I've been, um, you know, putting my efforts into, um, you know, this show, um, what I can do to help authors. Um, you know, I re- 
a review. I, I tell them what they could use my review for. And I will say this, that there are, I don't know how many, um, but there are a lot of book covers that have a portion of my review on it. Or sometimes they just put it in, like, inside the book, you know, um, or they put it on the back cover or whatever. But um, I actually, I provide them with, um, like, a, it's it's just a little graphic, and it's, we'll say, it's, like, shows four or five stars with, you know, Amy's book reviews on it. Because I've seen people, they try, they're like, uh, we want to put it on the book cover and just have, like, the stars there. So um, I give it to everybody if they want it. Um, they can use it. If not, don't use it. But it's for promotion. When they have releases coming up, I offer, um, if there's enough time, to do what I call an early an early release review where um, say they want to quote part of it for the cover or whatever um, and I will send it to the author or, or the publisher whoever requests it um, and they can use it I won't post it until after the book has been released but they can use a portion or all of it whatever they want um, as long as the way they use it is not doesn't like turn around, you know, twist my words around, um, and it's they use it for promotion, um, and you know, I mean, I've seen I stream a lot, so you see the 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 advertisements. If you watch movie trailers. And you'll get these, like, quotes, exhilarating, two thumbs up. Well, I don't think they do that anymore. But, you, you know, you get, when you watch a movie and then you see, like, they'll just, even just a couple a couple words from one of their early, you know, from their critics or their movie reviewers, um, I think they call them movie critics. Um, see, I'm a reviewer. I'm not a critic. Um and there's a difference, but because um, I don't look for both the bad and the good, I just look to see what I like and don't like about the book or the characters or whatever, and that's my process. And I have a process that is like it's um, you know it's like my trade secret of stuff that I do. Um, but you're so right because some people just. Um, the authors, they don't know what to do with it. Publicists are having the same problem finding reviewers for their books. I mean, you know, I get, I have contacts with a lot of publicists and I'm making connections with publishers and I'm on several publishers' influencer teams now um, where they'll just, you know, they'll mail me a book and I review it and all I have, all that is required um, some is like, oh, you have to post, at least post a review on like their publisher's mm-hmm. website, which if, if I could, I do that, you know, or in like this, uh, a Facebook group or something like that, stuff that, that I could do anyways. So I am, um, actually that list is, is actually growing. So I really, um, I'm reaching out, but publishers, Readers, I mean, uh, publicists, authors, they're looking for reviewers and some and reviews that are worth quoting. Um, right. You know, so that's, you know, that's why they're so important. You use it for promotion. I know there's like some algorithm. If you have so many reviews from on Amazon, like there's something that happens at 25 and then 50, and then you know there's those people that have like 5,000 reviewers. Um, I never trust one that doesn't have at least one star. <laughs> um, yeah, I, a joke, but. Um, yeah. I don't give I don't give anything less than three stars. If it deserves less than three stars, I send it back to the author. 
Yeah, I, I think that um, it's just, um, I, I don't know, I think that all of this needs to be thought about differently um, mm-hmm. just because we're, we're, we're going along to get along and nothing has really changed. And I think we need to see some movement um, in this so that things can actually change for the next generation of people who are trying to, um, you know, promote their work because everybody's not going to, everyone's not going to get picked up by the traditional publishing and nor do do they want to. Right. And so, um, because everybody needs, you know, options and choices, but I think the way that things are being done right now is not working. It's broken. And we just really, I think we were talking about new beginnings, um, you know, rediscovering. And I think that this yep. is an opportunity for us uh, um, to to really think through that. I, I totally agree because I feel like sometimes um, I've, it's me and a roll of duct tape trying to help authors out, you know, piecing things together and doing little things that I can do for them. Um, I've ex- expanded on certain things. And um, and I, I had an author who um, is one of my, my clients. I've read all of his books. Um, then he wanted to try to do some promotion for one that he published. And then he's like, I want to find a traditional publisher or an agent. So... I wrote query letters. I did research for him, and now he actually has um, he has a book contract with a traditional um, book uh, book publisher, and they have also agreed to publish another one of his books that is out that is out there. So um, you know it it pays to and my fees aren't. I mean, I work with the author what they can afford, um, and it's just a little help to to do that. But um, unfortunately, with all of the questions, there's not like okay, here's a, my self publisher teacher, and this is all the things that you should do. Um, I could give a class on how to write a book review um, or become a book you know, reviewer. I've been doing, oh my goodness, this is my ninth year. I just realized that. I'm starting my ninth year of of, um, Amy's Bookshelf Review. So, um, yeah, I know some reviewers, but there's, I got about um, as many as I can count on my hand. No, look, I get it, right? I mean, I I definitely do get it, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be like jumping up for a job that um, that they're not going to get paid for at least something. I saw someone on Twitter that was charging twenty dollars. Um, I mean, I, I listen. I, I was not one of the ones that was saying, "Oh my goodness, you shouldn't charge." No, I'm thinking to myself, "You go ahead and get it, girl," because you know nobody. And I don't know how how many people were participating or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I. I I do think that that is something that really, that definitely really needs to change. Um, And, um, um, and and what we're thinking about starting a new, you know, I I don't know if that's something for us to, to really look at and really, you know, have a different conversation, but, you know, if if people aren't, it's the whole mentality. People think that when you say pay for, you know, pay for, they're thinking that we're saying, People are paying for a um, a, a review um, score. Yeah, no, this is something different. And like, even if you go through Kirkus, yes, you're getting a review, but you're getting other things too, along with their name. And mm-hmm. now, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but. I've heard this from other people is that it's important to get a, a review from me. So um, I get a, a lot of re- requests and um, I, every, at the end of every year, I look to see what I've done and what works and what doesn't work. 
and then I move forward. Um, last year was a successful year, so I was able to um, get a um, a domain name for for my uh, reviews, and um, you know it's and I enjoy what I do. I just wish more people would. Um, if you read a book, write a review. I mean, my my new motto on my website is read, review, repeat. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find all our information on our website. Also, you can find uh, the great information from our guests earlier on our website in the area called our guest. Thank you for listening to The After Show. I'm Mackenzie Stewart. And I'm Amy Shannon. Anything that you need to know about us is on our website, wetheaftershow.wixsite.com slash home. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.